Good morning, church, friends, sisters, and brothers in Christ. We are glad that you're here with us today. We have not gathered in person for about 120 days. Certainly the longest time in my life away from the community of believers gathering to celebrate and to, as the people of God, worship together. Not only us here as the people of God, but the entire world suffers the pain of probably the most hated words by now. Social distancing, shelter in place, and massive lockdowns because of an invisible threat. The outcome of troubling times is a genuine desire for look of search for answers to help in a higher power. For us Christians, that higher power is God. I see in multiple social media platforms endless requests for prayers, personally and in community. Now, here is the good news. God's ear is always open when we come to Him in prayer. We don't have to wait in line. We don't have to wait for a catastrophe. Under any circumstance, prayer is always the best thing to do. However, based on the evidence, can any of us deny that we are more likely to pray during times of deep distress. The psalmist David knew the comfort from prayer when in distress. And that's why he wrote, In my distress I call upon the Lord. To my God I cry for help. From his temple he hear my voice and my cry to him reach his ears. We have been studying through the book of Acts. And today, I want to invite you to join me in chapter 12, where we find the New Testament church facing a very difficult time. So join me in the reading in chapter 12. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hand on some of who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John with the sword and when he saw that it pleased the Jews he proceeded to arrest Peter also this was during the days of unleavened bread and when he had seized him he put him in prison delivering him over a four squad of soldiers to guard him intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Before we go on, I would like to review some factual acts of this passage. Number one, Peter is one of the apostles of the church. He is a leader in the church of Jerusalem. And now he is imprisoned by Herod. These threats of Herod should not be taken lightly. 
If you remember in history, a little bit prior to this event, there has been another encounter with Herod. It's this encounter is narrated in Matthew chapter 14. If you said John the Baptist, you are right. This encounter end up with the death of John the Baptist. So Herod, we know, was a vicious man. He certainly was not to be taken lightly. He has already killed James, the brother of John. Did you notice while we were reading in the text that it says that he pleased the people, the actions that he did? Herod was known to do everything possible to gain the people's favor. Him being partially Jew, he found politically appropriate to arrest and persecute Christians and to execute James, the brother of John. Did you also notice that it mentioned that this happened during the time after the Passover, the days who are considered holy. Therefore, they should not be desecrated with an execution. Therefore, Herod was serious about guarding Peter. He assigned four shifts of four soldiers, meaning they probably have shifts of six hours each. And in that time, during that task, he, Peter, was locked, was chained literally to two of the soldiers at all times. Herod intended to give him a fair trial. And after that, after the Passover, kill him. Peter was in a difficult situation. He didn't just need help. He needed a miracle. He needed God. Now, again, if you recall prior in history, this is not the first time Peter is in this situation. He's been locked in a cell before, and the angel of the Lord has already freed him once from it. Now, you have to wonder, what is the church respond in this particular situation? And verse 5 says that the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Really, the church is at its best during times of crisis. Let someone's house burn down and we respond with prayer and practical assistance. As you recall, a few months uh, before, we experienced that right here in our community. Some uh, apartments got on fire and you all pour your love in prayer and providing assistance for the people that was um, in that fire. However, that same people can sit in the same house for years, lonely, troubled, silently suffering, and we may not utter a prayer or even lift our hands and comfort them. And you have to wonder why. 
And the answer is as simple as because we are humans. And as humans, we tend to leave for another day what can be left for another day. What is not urgent is normally neglected. Let me read that again. What is not urgent is normally neglected. However, this situation was an urgent situation. Not only did the people love Peter, they needed him. He was their pastor. So they gathered for earnest prayer. The same way we will pray for a loved one. The same way we will pray for somebody that we care for, that we carry in our heart and in our mind. However, the prayer was genuine and intense, no doubt. But it wasn't terribly optimistic considering the current circumstances. Do you trust in God to answer your prayers in difficult times? Do you trust God to answer your prayers in COVID-19? Imagine for a moment that when you call 911 and you get a recording saying, all operators are busy, please hold on and wait for the next available operator. You will not trust that service, right? However, when we call 911, we trust that we will get immediate help. In the same way, when we come to God in prayer, we never have to worry that He is not available. We know that He is always there in our time of need. Isn't that the way we pray when we are in troubles? We pray because we don't know what else to do. But sometimes we don't necessarily think God will do anything about our situation. We're afraid He will let us down. But God didn't let Peter down in this particular time. Continue to read with me on verse 6. Now, when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries before the doors were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands, and the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought that he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went alone on one street. And immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord 
has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. Can you picture that image? Can you imagine being there in that scene? What would you do? But let's continue to read and see exactly what happened. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door or the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy, she did not open the gate but run in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, You are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. And they kept saying, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them, with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Rhoda, the servant, a girl, sat listening to the prayer of the church for Peter. But when she heard Somebody knocking at the door. She wondered, was it the Roman soldiers that came to seize another Christian? Was it more people coming to prayer? But she recognized the voice of Peter. But filled with joy, she fails to open the door. She runs to the place where they are gathered. And she delivers the news that Peter is outside. Their reaction is not better than hers. They continue to argue. They uh, accuse her to be crazy. They provide excuses saying it's probably his angel. But Peter continued to knock on the door. They have more opinions than faith. But as the insistence of Peter knocking on the door, they go to the door and they open and they're amazed to see him there standing in front of them. Now, he didn't stay long. He stayed long enough just to strengthen them and to encourage them that their prayers have been answered. What is God's response to people's prayer? What do you think? I am glad to know that he answered our prayers even when we are slow of faith. As I said at the beginning of this message, we are facing an invisible enemy which has put most of us at home, probably with more time that we know what to do with. And I hope that you are investing your time in something that is worth doing. I've been um, reading a book of prayer by Timothy Keller. And one of the things that he says in his book that 
as he searched in ways of learning how to pray, one of the things he did was read through the Psalms. As I said uh, uh, in the beginning of this message, you remember I quoted uh, a psalm because David seems to be always in some sort of trouble. And that uh, allowed David to always be searching for the God, for, for the face of God. He was always searching to be closer to God. And in order to answer that question, what does God think when we pray? I have to go back to Psalms, Psalm 118, verse 5, when it says, In my anguish I cried to the Lord, and He answered me by setting me free. I have to think that probably this verse, if it was known by Peter, was a verse that went through his mind as he walked through the city gates on his way to the house of Mary. And again, I have to quote another psalm. Psalm 50, verse 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me.